Welcome, Wildcats, to the Weber State Weekly Volleyball Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, uh, first time, first appearance in this season three, we have Jessica Euler coming on to talk a little volleyball. Jessica, how was the summer for you? It was pretty exciting. Clearly, getting into the fall was a little bumpier than I thought it would be, but I should be here from here on out. So, yeah, great. I did be I here. You know, uh, new promotion, working on some cool stuff we saw on campus, lots of retreats. So glad yep. to see kind of what gets rolled out for student success. Uh, it seems like a lot of things already in motion. Yeah, pretty dang excited about this gig. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, all right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about today's show. We uh, we have a player interview for the Wildcat fans. We're going to be interviewing um, sophomore middle blocker Bailey Bodily. She uh, just fresh off of her all tournament team honors down at UNLV last weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, a little bit about her, you know, her journey at to Weber state and what she's been able to do since uh, then we're going to break down some of the matches from this last weekend. We'll be talking about the match against UNLV against St. John's and of course against uh, the hurricanes, Miami, Florida. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all good places to find Weber state weekly. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter, one of the best places to interact with us, especially on game days. I was a little bit torn this last week because we had football going on on Thursday night. And then we also had volleyball going on at the same time. And I was really interested to see how that UNLV match was going to go. And so sometimes it's tough for the Weber State Weekly folks. Um, but, but yeah, follow us on those on those uh, social media platforms. And we'd be glad to chat with you and interact there. And then also, of course, Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Support the work that we're trying to do. Uh, increase the amount of coverage we're able to provide to you. So, all right. Fast, fast intro today, Jessica. Nice and easy. So now let's, uh, let's, let's bring in our uh, player interview. We're going to be chatting with sophomore middle blocker, Bailey Bodley. Bailey, thanks so, so much for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. How was the trip back from Vegas? It was good. It was, it was, uh, it was a good weekend. We learned a lot from um, the tournament at UNLV. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think, you know, we were talking about in our group chat among Weber State Weekly, um, the folks that are on the show was that mostly like really interested to see how the team plays against this, you know, some, some pretty good competition. You know, UNLV, of course, like we said last week, a team that ended up winning the NIVC last year, uh, which is, you know, the tournament that the Wildcats fell in the quarters to uh, UTEP. But uh, but yeah, I mean competitive match but let's uh before we talk about this weekend um let's let's start at the beginning so you are a, a graduate of corner cannon high school just like emma mangum your um co co-person on the on the front there yeah so, that's right yeah so i wanted to ask i mean I, I looked at some of your your high school stats which wasn't very long ago for you you know you had your freshman year at weber state last year now in, in the beginning of your sophomore season so it wasn't that long ago but on that team you led in kills and blocks. So talk to us about, you know, kind of the work and the coaching that led to that final season, because it seems like you had a lot of success and got a few accolades as well, including a full ride scholarship at Weber State University. Yeah, no, Corner Canyon, it was um, a fun school to be a part of. I had great coaches. Mindy Wilder was my head high school coach um, on the volleyball team. There was a lot of seniors that were, uh, played with me my senior year and we were super tight knit group. We did stuff together outside of volleyball. Um, but I think that's what helped us, um, be so like 
good, I guess. Um, but yeah, I grew up playing volleyball. Um, I think I started when I was nine years old, have been playing club all since. And um, yeah, Mindy Wilder helped me. Uh, she's a great coach and all my club coaches. But yeah, as you said, Emma Mangum, uh, we played together in high school. I was a freshman when she was a senior and now we get to play again. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, so was, was Mindy also the coach when Emma was there? I mean, she's been a longtime coach for, I mean, corner Canyon hasn't been around that long, but yeah, has no, been the coach there for a while. Yes. Yeah. Me. Uh, yeah. Me and Emma were there together with Mindy Wilder. Amazing. Uh, Jessica questions for Bailey bodily, uh, fresh off of a, a good weekend down in Vegas. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just talking about what led you here to Weber state. So Emma is here. So I'm certain that had some sort of factor, but when we watch you on the court, it seems like you and Jeremiah have a really good relationship. So can you tell us just a little bit about your recruiting journey and why you ended up choosing Weber? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've learned so much from Maya. Um, and it's super to play hard. It's super easy to play hard and, um, compete for a coach that you respect and want to win for. He is super competitive and so am I. And so I respond super well to his coaching style. Um, but regarding my recruiting, Weber was kind of always on my radar. I knew I always wanted to play college volleyball growing up and yeah, Weber was always on my radar. I, I, what really drew me to Weber was the coaching style was Maya. I talked to him a lot before committing here and he was awesome. And, um, I also love, um, being close to the mountains, living close to the mountains is super awesome and not too far away from home. Uh, Weber's like 45 minutes from where I grew up, but yeah, it's been a perfect fit for me and uh, a big blessing. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so, um, I, you, you talked about, you know, Maya's coaching style and that's something that, that really resonates with you, Bailey. But also, I mean, it seems like there's also like some, some good times off the court as well. Like, I mean, a recent, uh, a recent challenge, you know, in, in, in an Instagram reel where you and Maya had the arm wrestling competition did not go your way though. I was rooting for you. I want you to know that. I know. I know. I let, I let so many people down. Dang it. Not, not, it no, that's okay. Because you know what? Sophomore year plenty of time spending in the gym. I got to get working out to get like, so I can get tough to beat him. Yeah. Because we're ready for the rematch. <laughs> plenty of time for the rematch. So don't, don't feel bad at all. But, uh, but yeah. So like you said, I mean, the coaching staff, we've heard that a lot from a lot of the, of the players that we've interviewed about the volleyball program, that the coaching staff really is the defining reason why they've come to Weber state. Um, we learned a lot from Sonny Katoa last week about how Maya and, and Matt and now Sammy, uh, the new assistant coach who we interviewed just a couple of weeks ago, how they coach and how there's just so much subtlety and just the, the intensity, but that it breeds success on the court. I mean, and we saw, you know, that last season, obviously, and we're starting to see it this season with a, with a pretty young team, I'd have to say. And so I want to talk a little bit about last season. I mean, you stepped up during a pretty critical time at middle blocker. I mean, you're a little bit thin in that position. Uh, the wild cats had had some injuries there, really big opportunity for you to step up and play that position. And I think you did a really good job. I mean, you got, you got asked to play with a lot of 
some seniors with a lot of experience and sort of insert yourself into a lineup that had, you know, played together a lot. And so I kind of want to ask you a little bit about that. Like, how do you prepare for that challenge of playing with a group that has a lot of reps together, a lot of time on the court together. And now they're saying, okay, Bailey, you're going to, you're going to play in the middle. Um, and you're going to, you're going to team up with these two on the outside. Like talk to us about that and kind of how that experience went. Like, did you learn a lot? Like, what was it like? Yeah, you're right. Um, the, the senior class last year was super strong. Um, they were tough and competitive and fierce. Um, and at first, to be honest, it was like, it was a pretty huge jump from high school and club to college. But luckily my teammates and the seniors had like, were super encouraging and led by example of what it looked like. Um, I didn't know if I was going to play, but I was grateful that I was able to try and fill the spot. Um, and luckily I had a ton of support from the coaches and the players. And yeah, I just, I, I did learn a lot from all the girls and they left some pretty big shoes to fill, but it was good overall, a great experience. Yeah. Well, and I can remember when you first started playing last year and coming in, I'm like, oh my gosh, for a freshman, you did just truly incredible. Like by the time we were toward the end of the season, you were just a critical player um, on the team overall. And I guess my question would be, how do you prep to get in that headspace, recognizing that that jump from high school to college is quite a big one, but you seem to make that transition pretty dang quick. And I know, you know, coaching staff has a lot to do with that, but personally, you've got to kind of self-talk yourself into it. How do you get ready for that? No, for sure. Yeah. The coaches did help me a lot. I was in um, their office a lot trying to figure it out, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just like my will to wanting to compete and get better every day at practice. And I think just the, but at the end of the, like at the end of the day, I just got to play because of my, my competitiveness and will to come all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. So just talking a little bit more about last season. So, um, we fell short in the championship game and then we got to play in the NIVC though. And, you know, that was pretty exciting to travel out to Texas. Um, what did you learn in postseason volleyball that will help you in the future? Do you think? Uh, playing in a postseason tournament was super, uh, I learned a lot. I think that just the opportunity to play in a postseason tournament was awesome just because a lot of players, th their season is done after their conference tournament. So for us, just the opportunity to play when a lot of teams weren't playing was just awesome. Um, but yeah, the NIVC um, tournament was super fun and cool to be a part of. But I just followed the example of the older players who had already been in that position Um the previous year they went to the NCAA tournament. So I, they had been there before and they just helped me through it. And I think that the NIVC um, will help us better prepare for um, future post season tournaments. Awesome. So Bailey, I mean, a lot of impact already in a young career, like you said, NIVC birth, going to the quarterfinals, um, learning from some, some probably like all time wildcat greats, you know, play with Danny as well, who I think is going to be an all-time self. I mean, just a really good group to be around. 
Um, but you've got some accolades of your own that I that I wanted to talk a little bit about. I mean, right now as it sits, I mean, and, and I know it's only been one season, you know, and we're just getting into your sophomore season. But so far, uh, you are top ten all time in hitting percentage at Weber State, two seventy two. Um, so that's not nothing, right? As as a freshman coming in and, and putting up that kind of number, that's not nothing. Right now, third in the big sky uh, this season at 351 for your hit percentage. And so having some success early against some tough competition. Like we said, this was not an easy tournament down in, uh, down in Las Vegas. Miami had not given up a set. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the next segment. But they had not given up a set until they faced the Wildcats and uh, took one from them, right? So some high-level competition and still able to put up those kind of numbers. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this year's team now, because um, like we said, some some all time Wildcats have left, move on to different places. And so now it's a pretty young roster. Uh, In spite of that, the Wildcats were picked second uh, in the preseason coaches poll. Of course, the the team in Greeley was picked number one. Uh, That is what it is. Um, So number two in the conference. Maybe that brings some expectations. I've heard Maya talk about this in the past, about how we want to control our side of the net, not necessarily worried about those kind of things. And so I wanted to ask, like, for you personally, is there pressure that comes with that? Does it not really mean anything? Like, talk to us about your mentality when it comes to those kinds of um, polls and media and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, do, I agree with Maya. I personally don't really worry about uh, stats or any of like the preseason, I don't know, any of that stuff. Um, I just try to worry about what Maya said, like control, we can control, we, we put a big emphasis on getting better every day and working hard every day. Um, and then it'll pay off hopefully. But, um, but like you said, uh, we are pretty young this year. We have a young freshman class, but, they are super tough and physical and they add a lot to our team. And so despite the number two or whatever, it's, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, it looks that way so far. Uh, Jessica, I'm going to give you the honors of the last question in the rundown. Then I have the secret question from Instagram that we're going to ask Bailey. <laughs> awesome. Love it so much. So you were named to the all tournament team this weekend in Las Vegas, which is pretty dang awesome and a yeah. way to start out the season um, alongside, you know, big names from power schools like Miami. So what was it about this weekend that had you playing at your best? Um, I just try to go in there and do my job and um, do the best I can every play um, for my teammates. But I, yeah, I just felt like I left it all out there, put my all in it and I didn't hold back. Um, but yeah, I just played for my teammates and for my coaches and yeah, paid off. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like Jessica said, congratulations on that because there were some big names. Um, Miami is a, you know, pretty close to being a top 25 team. They may well crack the top 25 this season. And so, you know, you're up there with, folks on their team. I think it says a lot to your performance this weekend. And also we should note the only wildcat to make that the all, the all tournament team. So, all right, now it's time for the secret question that I've alluded to and I've built this up a little bit, haven't I? Yeah. So we put it out there. Uh, we sort of let people know that we were going to be talking to you on social media, uh, this morning saying, Hey, we're talking to Bailey bodily tonight. 
what question, man? So we got this one from Instagram. Uh, and like I said, it's from somebody that you know pretty well. And so they said, ask her this. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you got it. No problem. So the question was, who is your favorite Jada with a Y? Who is my favorite J with a Y? Jada with a Y. Oh, Jada Tupea. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. She's my roommate. <laughs> She's your roommate. <laughs> my roommate. Yeah. Love She's awesome. Yeah. So Jada, so that was it, right? Like Jada cool. messaged us and was like, hey, make sure you ask her who her favorite Jada with a Y is. Like, totally. We're doing that. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bailey Bodley, uh, we really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us this week about um, your journey at Weber State, your short career already, but uh, off to a good start. Um, a lot of playing time already, which I, speak, I think speaks a lot to your hard work and your dedication to your craft as a middle blocker. And so uh, we can't wait to see more from you this season as the schedule unfolds. Best of luck this weekend down in Southern California as you face UC Irvine, Gonzaga, and uh, Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton as well. So best of luck down in Southern California. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll see you. All right. We want to thank uh, sophomore middle blocker Bailey Bodley one more time for taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. Um, really love doing those interviews. Love to chat with the, with the players and kind of get in their heads a little bit because I think we learn a lot about how things work on the team and how Wildcats are able to achieve the success that they've had. Because, I mean, I think you could agree, Jessica, like the run that the Wildcats are on right now is unprecedented in school history. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And it's fun to see the different ways they approach things, right? Like here and how competitive Bailey is and everybody has kind of their own approach of who and what they bring to the game. So yeah, really love talking to the players and super sad. I missed Sonny last week. <laughs> oh, she was great. Uh, she was great. really great. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, about the matches that took place this weekend, because like we said, there's some big ones where I, I was sort of looking forward to this tournament down in Vegas because we saw it as an opportunity for the Wildcats to really show what they were made of. Uh, we weren't sure with the loss of really key seniors, you know, losing Sam Sheese, losing Ashlyn Power, losing Rylan Adams, right? Like these are some really marquee names that have been part and parcel to the success that the program has had in recent years. And so now that they had all moved on uh, to graduation or, you know, graduate transfers to, you know, various parts of the South to play beach volleyball. Uh, interested to see how this team uh, handled it. So let's start with the UNLV match because, um, man, like, well, before we do that, I have like a more general question to start and then uh, you can give me your thoughts and then we can talk about UNLV. But okay. I looked at this and I was like, man, there's a very real possibility that the Wildcats could go 0-3 this weekend in, in, in Vegas and, you know, end up being 3-3 three and three on the season. But that, that's not what happened because, I mean, there was some really good competition out there. Wildcats took care of business against St. John's. They were competitive against UNLV. How are you feeling now that you've seen this squad kind of play at a higher level of competition and, uh, and seeing what they can do? I'm super excited. I think just like you, this was a big tournament, right? Because we had big names. I think... Miami rounded out ranked 13 last season and certainly they had turnover with seniors as well, but it's always fun to play against big schools and see how we line up. Cause you know, of course I'm already thinking what's postseason look like. Um, so it was exciting and it was great to see how good we hung in there with the other teams, right? Like 
they didn't run away with it. The Miami last couple sets were a little bit bigger of a gap there, but we've come back from gaps like that before. And so it was really cool to see how good we hung in there and that we won a set in every match, right? Against really big names. So it was, it was a good weekend and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because already we've seen them come back from some pretty big deficits. Like the, I think about that third set in the San Jose State match last weekend where it really looked like, oh man, San Jose State's going to take the third set and uh, like we're probably losing. And they just go on this run and yeah. winning the third set, which was just critical because then they had the Spartans on their heels in the fourth set and they just really didn't have an answer. And Wildcats uh, win 3-1, right? Just, yeah. Just incredible. So already we've seen some grit. Like you said, this, this weekend, of course, lost a couple, but always competitive. Took a set, like we said in the previous segment, Miami mm-hmm. had not given up. They had not lost a set until they faced the Wildcats down in um, down in Vegas. So pretty big time. Yeah, yeah. But now, okay, now let's let's talk about some of these matches individually. So, like I said, the UNLV match set three was kind of like a microcosm for this team's potential. I thought, right? Because looking at it, I mean, there were some some moments where it was like they they just look so good and so dominant. And then there were growing pains, right? Because they were up 24-19 on the Rebels at a critical set three, you know, where it was one one set apiece. They ended up losing that set 27-25. All they had to do was get one more point. The Rebels end up going on, you know, this massive run and end up winning. So I don't know, man, like what, what do you think happened there? Because the Wildcats are knocking on the door going up 2-1 on UNLV. And then the Rebels just go on this, you know, on this run. And some of it's, you know, service errors, uh, but like, I got to think that's like some of it is mental too. Like what, what do you see and what do you think happened there? I think in a moment like this is when you start to see how young some of our team is. Right. So certainly um, a, a service error here or there is going to happen, but I think in a high pressure situation, it gets a team that, you know, is really dang good and you get close and they start to come back. I think that's exactly what you say. Nerves start to hit you and where your young team starts to really show what's great is, you know, we're having all of this once again, before we get into conference play, that's why I love preseason. So it's like, okay, high pressure situation. This is what it looks like. And just like you said, we saw that a little bit with San Jose state. What I was thinking the other day is I usually block off two hours hours to go to a volleyball game. And now I'm like two hours and 40 minutes. Cause I think we're really just, you know, the team is getting to where we work together. We've had a lot of fourth sets this year. Um, so I think that we're learning and it'll be exciting to see what comes. Yeah. And honestly, like, I like that because I think that, um, we knew this was going to be a young roster, you know, but yeah. this, this incoming class, this freshman class, I mean, we've talked about it already and we're going to talk about it some more here in just a second, but this, this freshman class has this golden opportunity in front of them where the seniors have moved on mm-hmm. landmark, you know, names in this program, you know, the kinds of folks that have their names in the rafters, you know, on banners have moved on and now there are opportunities to play. And it feels like these, these freshmen are making the most of it. And like same, you know, and that's not just the freshmen. like Bailey is doing the same, right? Like Bailey's in her sophomore season. She stepped up as a freshman last season at middle blocker position and really did, did a, a wonder to kind of like sure up the, the, the front that the Wildcats were putting up. And I just think that, they're really responding to those opportunities, which is great to see because I think that it just puts the Wildcats ahead of schedule, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about this, the very first volleyball show that we did this season. I think that as time wears on that 
this Wildcat team is going to continue to get better and better. So sort of like you, where it's like, I'm glad to see some of these like problems, these growing pains and the out of conference schedule against tough competition. Because if you can learn from those early, you can lose later. And when the, when the match is tight, you can go on and you can win because you've done it right. You, you know what it takes. And man, yeah. like, I just think that like when we face the Northern Colorado's, and the Montana States and the, you know, like whoever else, like the Portland States of the conference, there's going to be really big opportunities to draw on that knowledge that you learned, you know, dropping a, dropping a, a match to UNLV or overcoming a really big obstacle against San Jose State. And I just think, man, like such a good opportunity for those freshmen. Well, and yeah, just think about it. We brought in three new freshmen that are playing all the gosh dang time. And we held our own against Miami and UNLV. Like that is impressive recruiting because, you know, we, whenever we talked a little bit about the end of last season, it's great that we have some seniority on the team and, you know, fantastic seniority at that. But anytime you bring in so many new players, it's a little bit of a risk and I just hats off to the recruiting that we're already holding our own like this. Yeah. It's, it's so big, but let's, let's talk about this win uh, because the Wildcats did um, well, I guess, I guess I'm not done with the UNLV match yet. Let, let, let me have one more question about that. Then I'll move on to the, to the win against St. John's. And so uh, in the fourth set against UNLV, the Wildcats, they, they kind of made, they had another gritty moment where they, they erased a 22 to 17 deficit they came within a point. It was 22 to 23 in that fourth set, you know, on the verge of being closed out because they had lost the third set when they were up big. And so they it felt like they didn't go away. They answer, they go within one point, uh, but they just couldn't close it out. And so I kind of want to get your take on what do you think it was about that fourth set that kept them from like bouncing back? Because they had led three, two. And then after that, you know, they didn't lead again for the rest of the set. It was competitive and it was close. You know, they got down pretty big, but then they made runs to get back up, but they just couldn't get over the hump. And I, I wondered like, what was the difference? Because in the third set, they had gone on some pretty big runs and, you know, they were on the verge of winning. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is tired, right? That's a long game by the time you get to that point. I think another thing is you, you just start when you get so close at the end there, like it's anybody's match and we lost on a service error. Right. Um, yep. So, and I think that's where nerves come into play. Like Charlie is a fantastic server and we've seen her repeatedly do it. But when you get tired and you get nerves and you're sitting there at that final point, I think that just comes into play. And so I think this is one where we'll continue to see growth because by all means, it wasn't a bad game by any sense of the imagination. Right. But I think when you, when you play that long and you're still learning, it's not entirely surprising. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, like Bailey said in the last segment, right? Like it's a jump to go from high school and club to the D one level, especially against a competition like this, you know, right. Competitions yep. that are winning the NIVC going to the NCAA tournament. Like you said, Miami ended up, what'd you say? 13. The end mm -hmm. of the season last year. Well, and UNLV ended up high too. I think they were like 30 something. Right. So yeah. still not bad by any means. No. And, and, you know, we talked about this, as the Wildcats were making their way through the NIVC that, you know, we're sort of watching potential competition. Should they make their way through 
UTEP, which unfortunately they didn't, but yeah. UNLV just mowed through. I can't remember who they played, but they just mowed them down. And it was just like, oh, dang, like they are a machine over there. Like there was, it was like, they're waiting. They are waiting. So good to see that level of competitiveness against a team that, and a program that has had some success in recent years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's, okay, let's talk about, we talked a lot about the UNLV match. Let's talk a little bit about the St. John's uh, game, because I think that of the three matches, this was going to be the most winnable, right? That like UNLV, we knew we were going to be tough. We knew Miami was going to be tough. That was probably going to be the toughest match of the, uh, of the, of the weekend. And man, once again, like, like we said, we're going to talk about the freshmen and we're going to talk about him here. We're going to talk about Ashley Knighting. She led all players in that match with 16 kills. I, I kind of wanted to see, like, do you feel like it's just she's just taking advantage of the opportunity because she's gotten subbed in on some 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 big opportunities, right? Like last weekend against, uh, well, the weekend before when the Wildcats were playing their own tournament at at Club Swenson, you know, she got opportunities, and I think she was the one that um, that sealed the deal against San Jose State. You know, she's she had the the, the match winning kill. Um, man, like how 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 high is that ceiling? You know what I mean? Because already she's stepping up to some pretty big moments. Yeah, she has been so dang fun to watch. And it's just one, you know, it's when you start seeing these freshmen play, you're like, oh my gosh, like we're good this year. But can you imagine two years from now, right? So it's just fun that we see that we're going to keep this awesome momentum that we've already had. Like you said a little bit ago, like we've been, we've set history for Weber state. And I think that we have the potential to continue to do that. And my goodness, like I was just looking here, like she did it again against Miami too. She had 12 yeah. kills there and what, so like she is going all out and seems to do really well under pressure as well. Yeah. Cause that's, that's exactly my next, my next point with the Miami. So let's talk a little bit about that Miami. So by the way, the Wildcats, they, they beat St. John's. Um, pretty handily, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, so it was nice to, you know, go one and one at that point in the tournament. But then Miami, right? We knew that Miami was going to be tough, right? And um, you know, they hadn't, like I said, they hadn't lost a set up to that point. Wildcats capitalized on it. It felt like in that second set that they won, they just took advantage of the Hurricanes' errors because they had, the Hurricanes made a lot of mistakes. And the Wildcats made them pay, man. And like we said, Ashley Knighting, she was big. Like she absolutely punished them from the mm -hmm. outside. And it seemed like the problem that the Canes were having was that they were having setting problems. Like they, the, the Wildcats were trying to like get them. They were, you know, pushing the ball to places that they didn't want it getting set to. And there were a lot of bad sets that caused errors and all kinds of stuff. And so I wondered like, is that a strategy you think that we're going to see a lot throughout the season where the like, Wildcats will force the ball to places where they don't want it to go? And then somebody else who is not the setter has to, you know, scramble and do something to get the ball back up in the air. And it's just not super clean. Like, because against a really tough team in Miami, that worked. Yeah. Gosh, I haven't thought about that as a strategy, but I sure hope that's what it is. Um, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but I think that's genius because I think whenever you, you think like our block is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, and so if we can have the other team play scared, then that's the way to do it. And we'll sometimes see, um, where the other teams will tip over the block. Right. And, um, and that's gotten us a few times, but heck, if we have someone who's not the setter set, I'm all in. Let's do that strategy and keep it up. Yeah. And if it works against Miami, for heaven's sakes. 
Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is like, I, I, I looked through that. It's like, what, what worked for the Wildcats in that second yeah. set? Because like I said, we couldn't watch it. That match was not televised. So the best we had was going through the box score. And mm-hmm. for me, like I said, I noticed that lots of setting errors, lots and lots of those kinds of errors yeah. or attacking errors. And so I look at that and go like, wow. Yeah. Like this is them not, not getting the ball where they want it to be and trying to make the most of it and the Wildcats being ready on the other side and, you know, just doesn't happen for them. But a good point on the block, right? Because I think that the block got more athletic. I mean, Mm -hmm. we saw last weekend, I mean, we talked about Bailey's hit percentage already as a Wildcat, 272. But when when they set Sané in in the middle... It's my favorite. (laughs) Right? Yep. San Jose State started to figure that out a little bit as the match wore on, but still, yeah. like she was, she was hitting it so hard and she was set so perfectly that, like, it was tough. It was really, really tough to deal with that. And so, I think the block got more athletic, and like, man, and they also maybe you know got a little bit better in terms of how they run the offense through them. Yeah, because just just so many weapons up front now. Not just on the outsides, but you know, right. plus all the magic that happens out of the back row too, right? Like we loved yeah. we loved Ryland out of the back row last season. We're seeing Danny do some of that stuff out of the back row this season, and so it's just like, man, um, we're seeing you know the beginnings. I think of something that could be really really special, and I'm 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 with you. I'm excited to see how this translate to mm-hmm. Big Sky play because there's there's a tough one right out of the gate in. Uh, when conference play starts, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But final thoughts on this weekend, Jessica, before we uh, wrap up this this segment. I I think it was exciting to see that we held our own. So I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or this week. <laughs> okay, well let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming schedule. So, like we noted in the in the interview with Bailey, uh, Wildcats will be taking the trip down to Southern California. It's like a it's like a a, a mix tournament it's like part uc irvine part cal state fullerton which you know they're not super far away from each other in orange county and so uh they'll start out at uc irvine on thursday september 8th that match will be at 7 p.m mountain standard time um i think that that one's going to be televised i think that we're going to be able to watch it i don't know what conference irvine is in they might be like big west or something like that uh but from my understanding is that match will be we'll be able to see it somehow and so as soon as we learn that, um, we'll share that, but also just follow the Weaver state volleyball account because they always like before the match starts, they tweet out like all the stuff. So like you want the link to the stats, you want the link to the feed, like they tweet all that stuff out. And so watch for that. Then Friday, September 9th, be taking on Gonzaga. Uh, sorry, Gonzaga got to do it that way. They get mad when you say Zaw, you gotta say Zah. Yep. Uh huh. But, uh, Wildcats will be taking on Gonzaga at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Friday the 9th. Um, to my knowledge, that one will not be televised, so you'll just have to watch the live stats and uh, follow on Twitter along for that one. Then Saturday, September 10th, uh, this is where it gets a little weird. They have to take the, the drive up to Cal State Fullerton and uh, and play them in their gym. That match on Saturday will be at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, just got a text. My understanding is that the Irvine game and the Cal State Fullerton game both of those will be on ESPN plus. So like our usual place where we find those. So it's nice. So if you do miss them, you do have the opportunity to go back and rewatch should that happen. So looking forward to that. 
big week. Yeah. And these should be good games. We should do well. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, we kind of, we got a couple of big opponents the following week, Thursday, September 15th, Wildcats take the trip to Orem to take on UVU the Wolverines. That match will be at 6 PM mountain standard time drive down there, man. Like that match is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun because UVU is good. They were good last year. You know, we barely beat them in our gym last year. I thought we were losing that match and I was like livid. And then we came back and won in five sets. Um, they're still good. So I'd say it's, it's a match worth driving down on a Thursday night. Uh, but if you don't match is going to be on ESPN plus, you know, um, UVU is a whack team and the whack is on ESPN plus then Saturday, the se- September 17th, get to club Swenson folks. Wildcats will be taking on USU 2 PM club Swenson, buy your tickets at Weber state and go to club Swenson. Also note that Weber State Weekly has two, not one, but two volleyball season tickets. And so uh, we'll be offering those uh, as as a giveaway uh, for that game. And so if you want to go see the Wildcats play U- USU, be in Club Swenson because it's going to be lit. Well, and we need you there because they're receiving votes to be in the top 25. Not quite there. A little bit farther out than others. But I think the more support we can have, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, we talked about, you know, big, ch- big challenge for the Wildcats right out of the gate. Then Thursday, the following week, September 22nd, they will be taking a trip up to Portland State to play the Vikings. Um, Portland State is, I think, maybe underrated in the preseason poll. Uh, they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. So this is going to be a good match, a good test for the Wildcats. That match will be at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN Plus. And will be the open to conference play. So... Jessica, uh, we'll wrap up the show. WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and the blog I have to get up. We had our group put together grades for the football game last week. Uh, and so we'll be posting those to the blog, hopefully tonight, as soon as I get done with all this stuff. We'll get those posted and we'll get that pushed out. But you can read our, our panel's thoughts on how things shook out on Thursday night, what we liked, what we didn't like. So we'll get our grades. Well, Jessica. Hey, good to have you back on Weber State Weekly and talking a little volleyball, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up like we always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great. Oh, <laughs> Wildcats. Yeah. Oh!